Entertainment capital of the world. It's the TC Martin Show. Been a great third down defense the last two weeks. The Steelers have got an interception and a run back all the way home. It's Belaine with the touchdown on the pick six. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, TC Martin. Mahomes drifting downfield, intercepted. His first of the season, Jeff Heath. a Friday. You know what that means? We're at the world-famous Westgate Las Vegas inside the Superbook. It is a football Friday here for you as we get ready to handicap the card for Sunday in the NFL. Monday Night Football, a pretty good one as well, too. And, of course, plenty of college football coming your way on Saturday. So hang tight with all that. Today, the head coach, Mike Tice, will join us, the former Vikings coach. And, of course, a fine tight end back in the day in the NFL. And uh, he joins us periodically during the course of the season. So today, the coach, Mike Tice, will join us. Jay Cornegay, the vice president of the Superbook here at the Westgate Las Vegas. He will check in with us a little bit later on this hour. Plus, as you know, our best bet segment each and every Friday coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. So hang tight for that as we give you our three best college plays of the weekend and our three best NFL plays. And uh, the crew has been doing pretty, pretty, pretty good, as we normally do. We had a uh, Gilby the intern last week. I got to give this guy a shout-out. The G-Man was 6-0 and last week. Yours truly 5-1. and And then just the week before, our two professional handicappers, Scott Spritzer, Marco D'Angelo, uh, checked in with a, a 6-0 and and a 5-1 and record, respectively. So... Uh, all the best bets up at the website at tcmartinshow.com. Check all that out. All right. Glorious Friday it is here in Las Vegas. And I uh, love being here uh, at the uh, Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook, the only non-smoking book and the largest sports book in the entire world. Always great here. The 4K video wall and no better place to come and watch the games. Whether it is a weekend, weeknight, it does not matter. So come on by. Join us here. And uh, come and check out the games here on Saturday and Sunday as well, too. They've got the VIP booths. You can get those, reserve those. And, of course, uh, you can watch uh, all the games here in the book or other parts of the casino here at the Westgate Las Vegas. All right. As you know, we have been uh, following the story here with uh, the University of Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. And uh, the big news that word came down today just recently that a suspension has occurred and Jim Harbaugh has been suspended for the remainder of the regular season. Now, remember, that means the rest of the Big Ten Conference, including the Big Ten Conference Championship game, if Michigan does get there, but he would be eligible to coach in the college football playoff. So that news just came down within the hour. That is big news because we didn't know if the Big Ten would rule on this prior to Michigan's game tomorrow against Penn State, which is one of the marquee games on the docket. But uh, Michigan was found to be in violation of the Big Ten sportsmanship policy for conducting an impermissible 
in-person scouting operation over multiple years, resulting in an unfair competitive advantage that compromised the integrity of the competition. That is what the Big Ten Conference said in a statement just released uh, earlier this hour. Uh, the Big Ten's punishment is institutional, not for Harbaugh, but the head coach is serving the penalty. Now his suspension only bans him from the sidelines on game day as he is allowed to coach the team the remainder of the week. Now we know that the Big Ten athletic directors made a point of all saying, hey, if there's going to be a suspension for Jim Harbaugh, we do not want that. They wanted him away from the facility altogether, which I can understand. And remember, this is the second time this season that Harbaugh has been suspended. He was suspended for the first three games for recruiting violations. Now, that had nothing to do with this. This is a total separate incident here. And I cannot remember any head coach being suspended twice during the course of a two-and-a-half-month span, even less than that. As Michigan has played nine football games, Harbaugh has coached in six of them, but the first three that he missed. So that is uh, some, some, some crazy stuff here. Numchuck's back in the studio, and Numchuck, I don't know if, if you could look that up or find that out, but that seems pretty crazy to me that, um, that we have a head coach that has been suspended on two different occasions for two different type of violations in one college football season. I'm on it right now. Hold on. <laughs> uh, that is that is insane. Now, I will say this. I know there's going to be a lot of people that will say, okay, this is good. Uh, other people will say it's not enough. And you can look at the fact that he is barred from the coaching the games only. That A lot of people will say, well, that's not good enough. And other people will say, wait a minute, this guy should have got maybe more, maybe should have lost his job, should have got fired. And I'm sure there's a fraction of people out there, because we've heard that already, that wanted Michigan banned from the postseason, banned from the playoffs altogether here. Uh, as I had said earlier during the week, and I'm going to stick by that as well too, by saying that this is the right punishment. You should not involve the players, should not take away their opportunity to compete for a national championship. Let the players play. There's a fraction of people out there that also wanted Michigan to forfeit victories. That doesn't make any sense either. This is something that took place regarding the staff, involving the staff, and whether Jim Harbaugh knew about it, did not know about it, inconsequential. He's the head. You go after the head of the snake, as Denzel Washington said, as we know. In uh, the equalizer, come for the head of the snake. So you got that, but I do not see how you can have any justification for penalizing players, taking away victories from this football team, or banning this team from the postseason. So suspending the coach, that makes proper sense. The person who was involved in this, the core behind it, who was very detailed in the the scouting of Michigan's opponents, uh, videotaping, uh, using electronic devices um, to steal signs, find out what their play calls are offensively and defensively, 
that person has been suspended without pay. He's been away from the program for quite some time. But the other found, uh, findings with this, too, we find out that this has now uh, been gone back to 2021. There was speculation uh, upon that. Now, I remember earlier in the week that the uh, Big Ten came down with their uh, findings here, submitted a report to the University of Michigan, and Michigan had until Wednesday, end of business day, to respond to what the Big Ten found. And Michigan put together a 10-page report or response, I guess you might want to say that, and it pleaded with the conference to not act upon this. And then now this is, is probably set up the situation for Michigan to appeal and even have a lawsuit against the Big Ten and maybe even potentially against the NCAA. Now, the NCAA is not involved in this. This is the conference, which is a little bit strange. And, and of course, things are always strange with the NCAA. When we're talking about suspensions, when we're talking about eligibility, when we're talking about playoff formats, and they, it, it just takes forever. There is just no concrete reasoning whatsoever what is behind a lot of these decisions or formats that the NCAA has, and they prefer to have the conference handle this themselves. And just like when Harbaugh was suspended for the recruiting violations, it was a self-imposed ban by Michigan. That actually did not even come from the NCAA or the Big Ten. But uh, the latest news coming down today, the Big Ten suspended Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of Michigan, for the remainder of the regular season as the league disciplines the program under the sportsmanship policy amid the ongoing NCAA investigation into the school's in-person sign-stealing ring. So NCAA investigating this in, into more detail. But at this point in time, the conference has stepped up and they have suspended Jim Harbaugh for the remainder of the regular season. Again, this means that he can come back and coach in the playoffs if Michigan is one of the four teams, which we really don't know at this point in time. Right now, I mean, they are right at the top, right? Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, all right there. But Michigan has two huge football games to come still. they got a game coming up tomorrow against Penn State where they are a four-point favorite. It'll be interesting now, and we'll talk to Jay Cornegay when he comes over here uh, momentarily to find out if the line has moved now that Jim Harbaugh will not be on the sideline. But again, if you're Michigan, you pretty much are used to this because Harbaugh was not on the sidelines for your first three games. Granted, those were non-conference games. One of those games actually was against UNLV. Didn't really face the toughest opponents whatsoever, but now you're in the Big Ten Conference play. You have to go on the road. You've got to go ahead and play Penn State in a huge game. And Penn State was drilled by Ohio State just two weeks ago. So they're going to be playing for their playoff lives in a prominent bowl game as well, too. So this is going to have some added intensity for the people that will be at that game there in Happy Valley in Penn State, including our Marco D'Angelo, who's not with us here today because he is uh, back there on vacation, and he's going up to Happy Valley for that game between Michigan and Penn State. So uh, a lot of added uh, incentive there for Penn State and their fan base 
you know that the Michigan players and their coaching staff is going to hear about it. But uh, I guess, you know, the big question is, do you feel that this punishment is proper? Is this, is this adequate enough? For me, it is. Because, again, I didn't want to see any forfeits. I didn't want to see anything that says this team is banned from the postseason because obviously they're one of the better teams. And how much did the sign stealing and what extent, and still we do not know the extent of the sign stealing, what they did with the information, how they used it or not. It's a bad look. They broke the rules. You cannot do that. You know, it's total gamesmanship during the course of the game for coaching staffs, scouts to try to decipher stealing signs during the course of a game. But advanced scouting, advanced videoing, that sort of thing, totally illegal. And when uh, you know Trevor Match was on the show on Wednesday, as Trevor said, he firmly believes that uh, nah, it, it, it gave, it gave uh, Michigan a huge advantage and an unfair advantage. I'm not exactly sure how much of an advantage it is until we find out more details. Obviously, the NCAA is conducting its investigation now, and we'll find out how deep they go into that to find out the particulars. T, question for you. Question for you. Uh Uh-huh. Why are they allowing him to still do weekday stuff? Because when you suspend somebody for games, and this is what the suspension is, it's for games during the course of the regular season. Uh, I think they feel that they can't do that. And this kind of been the, the precedence has been set before with, you know, other coaches that have been suspended. Okay. You can be there. Uh, you know, again, you're supposed to be the, the one responsible, the leader of men. Now you can take the other argument there and say, well, that's why he should be away from the team altogether because he's setting a bad example. But because it was not him himself doing it, it was someone on his staff Obviously, there was something in that 10-page report that said that Jim Harbaugh either was not involved, did not know anything about it, which, you know, you can beg to differ with that, whether you think about it or not. But I think because Harbaugh's fingerprints aren't on it, and they already made the dismissal of the person who was accused of this and actually did it, I think they say, okay, we got to come down with something. You're the head coach. You're ultimately responsible so we have precedents before where you are suspended for games. So if you're suspended for games, then that's all we're suspending you for. Not the day-to-day operations, not the preparation and everything else. So I'm sure the Big Ten considered that, and they felt that instead of maybe doing a two- or three-game suspension, okay, we'll do it for the remainder of you know, you know the three or four games they've got left. Uh, this would suffice and be adequate. So I think that's why. I think, again, you if it's a game suspension or rest of the season type of thing, uh, it'd be kind of hard to suspend him from like entering the building for the rest of the time during the course of your season, especially if he's going to be eligible to come back and coach in the postseason. Because, I mean, couldn't they just basically plan this all out and have Saturday be – a non-Harbaugh day, but everything like have him coach everything and come back to, you know, like all he's just not doing is coaching. 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. Sure, sure. And, and you're right. I mean, that's exactly what transpires with you know coaches that are suspended. They'll implement the game plan. They'll be there. Uh, I guarantee you that um, you know he's there. You know that he is in in Happy Valley yeah. right now because he flew with the team. Because th- you know this this probably came down after they landed. So I knew that they they flew out this morning or they flew out last night. So he's there. So you know darn well that he has given that team that that final pep talk at dinner tonight after dinner. That's what what normally happens. You have a walkthrough the night before, okay? You have a walkthrough at the stadium. Then you go through it again at the hotel. You'll gather for dinner, and before everybody goes to bed, you know, coach is going over the game plan. He's going over everything. He'll give them that last minute speech, and then tomorrow he will be back in the hotel, um, and you know. Frankly, it would not surprise me because we've heard of this happening as well too. He he could be on the phone. That's you what know, I was just going to say. Can he be on the, the sideline phone? I mean, he can't be on the sideline phone, but you know what? He he could. There there would probably nothing that that uh, would keep him from watching the game in the hotel room, and he's on his cell phone and he's calling one of the assistants during the course of the game, during the course of you know the commercial breaks or halftime and saying, hey, this is what I'm noticing, this and that, boom, boom, boom. You know, let's let's tell our acting head coach, hit this at halftime, hit the, hit this in the preparation. Yeah. Guarantee it. Oh, for sure. You know, so you're right. So you're physically not there on the sideline. You're physically not calling the plays, but you're right. The game plan has his fingerprints all over it. His voice is being heard probably as we speak right now back there. So, yeah, no question. And... You know, we've seen this happen in various sports. You see in Major League Baseball when a manager gets suspended, same type of thing. Manager is still making out the lineup card, <laughs> and he's just passing it off to his bench coach or whoever's taking over for exactly. him. Exactly. You know, and when a manager gets ejected from a game, you know, he'll have some parting words and say, hey, don't forget to bring in this reliever in the eighth inning or whatever, or be staying back in the clubhouse or in the coach's office and picking up that cell phone and saying, Hey, get so, get so and so up in the bullpen. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It, it you know again. And how do you monitor that? I mean, you're not going to have someone from the Big Ten sitting with Jim Harbaugh in his hotel room and saying, "Hey, you can't do that." So now, now can they monitor the sideline to see phone calls or to see text messages? It just depends on how elaborate or serious that the Big Ten is with something like this. I mean, I, I'm sure that, I mean, they could do that. They definitely could. But they, I mean, would be on the realm. They won't, but. Yeah, well, you know, you, you never know because if you are so concerned with him not coaching, then you take the precautions of saying, hey, we want to make sure there is no communication. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I would probably think that there is some form of monitoring you know, um, they could. You know what they could do? They could probably tap in to the headsets up in the booth. You know, with the offensive and defensive coordinators and that sort of thing. Uh, believe me, with 20 cameras involved in every college football game that we have now, don't you think that those those cameras will will be focusing on, on coaches and staff members and to see if anybody's on a cell phone during the course of the game or or during the breaks, 
Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm sure. So, yeah. and again, it's already a bad look for the University of Michigan. You don't want to get yourself into a situation where it looks any worse than this. And, you know, we, we've seen this time and time again where you see a coach arguing with a player or you see uh, uh, two, two players or coaches, you know, getting in arguments or fisticuffs or that sort of thing. And the cameras pick up everything. So, yeah, you want to make sure that, that Jim Harbaugh just stays, if you're Michigan, just stays out of this completely now. And, heck, you know what he, he, he should do? He should probably just get on a plane and go home right now. Yeah, hundred percent. And I don't know, and I don't know if he will or 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 not. But I know in other circumstances like this, which I've heard is that okay, yeah, they'll stay away from the stadium, and um, we'll meet up with the team back at the hotel afterwards, and they'll fly home. But again, you know, Harbaugh had to break the the news to the team, and like you said, if it's only a situation where he just cannot be there on game day. Then his voice is definitely being heard during the, uh, you know, during today and tonight. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were sending me some stuff here. Uh, anything in, in relay? So again, just you know, the so breaking the, news we're handling here. The second which, one was Michigan's response. If you want to read it. Okay. Other than that, it's just been little stories that I'm seeing. Okay. All right. So, again, yeah, just handling the breaking news uh, here. The statement from Michigan on the Big Ten's disciplinary action today with Jim Harbaugh uh, not being allowed to coach on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, it basically just kind of talks about everything that we had uh, touched on already here. That uh, here's the quote or the statement. Like all members of the Big Ten Conference, we are entitled to a. This is from the University of Michigan in their response to Harbaugh's suspension, not being able to coach uh, any games for the remainder of the regular Big Ten season. Like all members of the Big Ten Conference, we are entitled to a fair, deliberate, and thoughtful process to determine the full set of facts before a judgment is rendered. Today's action by Commissioner Tom Petiti disregards the conference's own handbook, violates basic tenets of due process, and sets an untenable precedent of assessing penalties before an investigation has been completed. We are dismayed at the commissioner's rush to judgment when there is an ongoing NCA investigation, one in which we are fully cooperating. Now, when you hear that, You you, you kind of can understand what Michigan is saying here. Michigan responded with a 10-page document that said, please do not act on this for the following you know, reasons. Now, no one really knows what was in those 10 pages, but they had, according to them, evidence to back up that this should... Uh, this punishment should not be handed down. So then after it was handed down anyway, that is the response from the the president at the University of Michigan saying they are violating basically their own due process and their own bylaws in rushing to judgment. I really can't even really you know, debate that with that. All right. 
You have another. Um, well, no, there was just. There I, was, I only see the one that, that you sent me there. So take it and swipe it. Oh, I'm doing the swipe thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing the swipe. It should say commissioners, Commissioner Patetti's has hasty actions today. Yeah, no. I guess I'm unswipable, um, uh, what you sent me. So, Commissioner, Pate- Commissioner Patetti's hasty actions today suggest that this is more about reacting to pressure from other conference members than a, than a desire to apply the rules fair and impartially. By taking the action at this hour, the commissioner is personally in- inserting himself mm-hmm. onto the sidelines and altering the level of playing on altering the level of playing field that is claim claiming to preserve and by doing so on veterans day a court holiday and to try to thwart the university from seeking immediate judicial relief is hardly a profile in in particular yeah good good luck with that one i'm yeah. there you go you know you said f math how about f english for you f, f english as well <laughs> We get the point. That's all of them. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Just, you know, we're breaking down the uh, the breaking news here with the University of Michigan. Uh, they will be without head coach Jim Harbaugh for the remainder of the regular season, but eligible to come back during the college football playoff. So two sides of this story. A lot of people just like to look at the one side. They say, you know, again, j- rushing to judgment, Okay, they're guilty, sign stealing, and of course, so many people go back to the Astros and Major League Baseball, so it's just, it's a nerve for a lot of sports fans when they hear something like this, and uh, it really depends on who you talk to, and you know, we've interviewed both sides of this, players, coaches, uh, that feel, okay, this is really advantageous, you talk to other people. And I'm more on the side of, of this side, what I'm about ready to say, is that it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, you still have to go out there and perform. That doesn't necessarily translate into wins. Uh, you don't know every play that's coming, every formation that's coming. And you don't, do not, none of us know what extent or, you know, what transpired as far as what Michigan actually had, uh, you know, in their play charts, in their back pocket, uh, you know, how they handled that, nobody knows that. So for people just to, to jump to the conclusion saying they knew every play, that's absurd. You know, that's totally absurd. And again, that is, in my opinion, and others have said the exact same thing, it's like it is kind of an overblown um, situa- you know, thing here to, to, to say that, you know, it is that advantageous. Now, is it against the rules? Absolutely. We can all agree on that. Okay, it is in writing. You cannot do advanced scouting by electronic means. Uh, you cannot do that, all right? And they definitely did that. Well, one person did that, and that person uh, has been relieved of his duties and not getting paid anymore. Not part of the University of Michigan, and uh, the head coach Jim Harbaugh is the one that is uh, having to pay for this now. So uh, we'll see how Michigan re- reacts. I'm more curious about how the game is going to unfold tomorrow with Michigan and Penn State, and we will dive into that today as well, too, and we'll find out if uh, there's going to be, if there has been any line movement immediately since uh, this announcement just broke uh, within the last half hour. All right, we are live here at the Westgate inside the world-famous Superbook. 
Jay Cornegay, the vice president of Sportsbook Operations. He'll chime in and give his thoughts on this. Plus, we'll see where all the money's moving and shaking here on the college side, the NFL side. The head coach, Mike Tice, is going to join us next hour. We start breaking down the key games in both college football and NFL. And don't forget our best bets coming your way as well here on this fabulous Football Friday. This is Showtime Sean Porter. You know I'm tuning in to the T.C. Martin Show. It is that Football Friday, and plenty of football to talk about here today on the college and the NFL side. T.C. Martin Show coming your way here at the world-famous Superbook inside the Westgate Las Vegas. And joining me now, the head coach, the GM, <laughs> the president, the water boy, all the above, the one and only Jay Cornegay making time here as he normally does on Fridays. And how about a round of applause and up check the crowd is... Gotta go crazy. Jay Cornegay's on time. He came out of the tunnel on time. There, you know, I mean, no. Oh, there it is. It took, it took that crowd a while. Thanks, man. What's going on, JK? <laughs> well, they're used to him being late, so they had to be a little late for him. Uh, that's it. That's it. There are a lot of titles there. Yeah. Come on. I've only been fired three times. <laughs> three times? I got to hear about this. No. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Was there an, have you ever been fired? Yeah. 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 I, I think we all have. I think we all have. No, haven't I you? haven't. You haven't? You said no. three times. I was joking. Oh, really? Joke. Yeah. No, in my business, uh, firing is kind of a, a, a thing. You, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it humbles you, man. I mean, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But right. I never deserved to be fired. Uh, of course not. I, you know, I always got, I got fired for let go budget cutbacks. Budget. Yeah. Okay. Budget yeah. cutbacks. Yeah. How about that one? Yeah. Uh, I hope I never hear that. But, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, I mean, we survived. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You bounced, you bounced back. <laughs> I've already put my application for a ticket writer here, though. <laughs> I'll sign you up right now. <laughs> I don't know I'd want to be a ticket writer. I don't know. No. It's tougher than most people oh, think. Oh, I know. I mean, you know I, know. I really feel the I've had a lot, a lot of uh, close friends family members that actually did that for a while so okay i, I always tell people that you know they think it's a lot of fun and glory and part of it is true mm-hmm. but when you go up there i i always ask them i go what i want you to do is just hang with them for about a half hour or so <laughs> and get the feel of what they have to go through oh. and i'm not talking about a you know wednesday afternoon yes i'm talking about a friday night mm-hmm. you know or saturday sunday busy times mm-hmm. and just listen to all the different ways people call out bets you know it's like you have to learn about three or four different languages oh yeah you know there's a lot of slang involved yes all right and you and they expect you to know it and so and some of them you know god bless them (laughs) (laughs) they they uh you know they expect you know when they when they say seven they really mean six (laughs) right there's uh there's there's a, a challenge there, um, but I, of course most of them are fine. But uh, you do have some challenges there, trying to get uh, you know everybody's bets in. Yeah. You know, make sure that they're accurate. You know, the money's correct, mm-hmm. and you do have. There's a couple of That's different a pressure, ways. It's a, a pressure-packed job. It, it, really, it, it really, it really is, and, and it's time-sensitive. Yes. So when when you're there writing tickets, ten minutes before ten a.m. every Sunday, and half the line is doing the pee-pee dance. Yeah. yeah, there's that's pressure. 
Yeah, you got to try to get them all in. And the race side too. I mean, race side. I mean, every couple of minutes. Oh yeah, you got to go through that, and and, and people get last minute getting getting those in. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. they're off. Where's, where's Jay? <laughs> yeah, where's Jay? Jay. And, and then uh, probably the most common one, right? Especially for people that are not used to betting, where like they will say, you know, like instead of like fifty five. Dollars or $110, they'll say 100 and then they get their ticket back. Hey, what's this 89.63 I'm going to win? No, no. Oh, oh, you want to win 100 Okay, yeah. you want to win 50 right? <laughs> yeah. Void, right? Yes. That happens yeah. a lot, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You, you have to, you know, sometimes you repeat it, and then you get a little bite back. Like, yeah. okay, give me give me $50 on the Bengals. Okay, $50 exactly? No, 55 right. I never bet 50 Right, there you go. <laughs> like, you're supposed to know that. Have you ever thought about putting the rules up, okay? Like, uh, A, get the, the type of bet, wager, mm-hmm. straight, parlay, then the, the number, and then the amount you want to risk. So you can just have a big old sign, Jay, and then, yeah. and then you just go, what's it? Point, just point, right there. You see that big Get sign? Look at that big sign over there. You see what it says? Exit only. Yeah. Where, where do you think they go? They enter right there. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we we have some signs up there. Uh, just you know, have your bet type ready. You know, money. No, and, no, and you got to go. go one, yeah. two, three, four. This is yeah. how you make your bet, or else you're out of here. Yeah, they they don't like to read. Yeah. <laughs> that is too funny. Love them, of course. I love them. Hey, speaking of which, let's talk about the the super contest. We're mm. basically halfway through with that, and we got the reboot that is happening. The deadline is tomorrow for the reboot, three p.m. And explain the reboot. I know we've been r- running the commercials okay. for it, and we're talking about it, but uh, the deadline is tomorrow at three p.m. Saturday. So, talk about the reboot. Well, the reboot is a second half contest. You do not. You do not have to be in the original Super Contest to enter the reboot. It's a second-half contest that gives everybody a chance in case things are not going well for you. You, you might be out of the running in some other contests. This gets you in for the second half. It's $500 uh, entry fee, and again, it's for weeks 10 through 18. And uh, it's pretty good prize money. Not bad. We, we, we'll have a few hundred in there. Uh, could always use a, a few more. But uh, I think we pay out the top five, I believe. Okay. Um, don't quote me on that one. Uh, I was trying to think as I was saying it. Uh, but uh, very popular, getting more and more popular each and every year. Again, you said it. The deadline for this reboot is tomorrow, Saturday, November 11th at 3 p.m. Is it 3 p.m. a hard time? So uh, is it just like much. post time? That's pretty it? much, yeah. Cause we start... I'm here at 302. Can I get it? <laughs> Thank you. There it is. I, love it. I couldn't find a parking spot. I, oh, you have heard that one before? Sure. <laughs> okay, so you, you you mentioned about you may not be doing too well in the super contest, okay? So, let me ask you. Or other contests. I, yeah, or the contest, okay? So, what is the, the, the payout for the super contest? Is it per you, the, the top how many that place, or is it uh, how, how does that work? Because well, I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm, I'm like tied or whatever, like for 31st right now. Mm-hmm. So do, okay. do oh, I have got, right pre- yeah. got a pretty good shot? Yeah. Because I don't know what the parameters are for like, okay, like, you know, oh, you, you're, 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 you're okay. Or you're nah, okay. you're out of it. Well, you know, we have a, 
Every three weeks, we have a contest. Right. Pays the top three. Right. We have a six-week contest, three of those. Yeah. Uh, we'll be finishing up that second one uh, here after week 12 or week 11. And then um, we have our nine-week contest. This, this is all within the super contest. Of course. We have yeah. 12 yeah. contests, the overall contest, and then we have 11 in-season contests. Uh, connected to the con- uh, super contest. Yeah. The super contest, you pay one entry fee, $1,000, and you're entered in all 12 of those contests. Yeah. Now, uh, I believe what we, we reduced it this year, and to get the prize money up there, I believe we're paying off the top, what, 25? Yeah, that's so what I was asking. You're right there. Yeah, so, you're, so it is the top 25. Yeah, you're right there. Don't uh, quote me on that one. Yes. I, yeah, I'm not, uh, quite, I'm but, not quoting uh, so. Yes. I just is. wanted to kind of gauge, you know. It's like, <laughs> you're right, right there. All right. Yeah, I mean, but you also, if you're doing that well, you must be in the running for those three-week contests, the six-week contests. I, w- and the I was two close to one of uh, the, I think, the second one. Era. Yeah. But uh, so okay, I got to think because so what is the current one we're in right now? Because I had a well, five in a week last week. We're so oh you're okay. Well, we're so in wait, another. Six, we're six right to nine. In, we're in the, is it? the second six-week contest. Okay. Okay, and we're in what the fourth three-week contest. So the three week is so, from what we always have a number week. of contests going on. I know it's beautiful, but it's all within the same realm of the yeah. super contest. Right. Yeah, so that's well, that's what's so popular about the super contest these days. We know that great. others have uh, some big prize money, and we're all for that. We support it. We we you know we're 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 rivals, but we're good friends down there. And but uh, the the thing that makes the super contest different are all the in-season contests, all the different ways. Yep. You just get hot for a couple of weeks, you have a chance to make some pretty good cash. You do. You do. And uh, like we said, this is 12 ways to win uh, that nobody else offers that. So, again, if you're in- interested in the reboot, it's $500. So it's half the regular entry fee from the beginning of the season of the Super Contest. Well, $500, and you have until 3 p.m. tomorrow to do that. So yep. get on down here. All the way right? you said that was like, 50 ways to leave your lover. Yeah, Paul Simon. Yeah. Yeah. He said it that way. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm was a music guy. It was Paul Simon. Oh, man. Okay, I yeah. didn't know that. That's it. Get off the bus, Gus. No I need to be to the key. Gro- I was listening to the Groove Station the other day. Yes. Love it. There you go. Yeah. I, I think they need a more funky. All the funky songs were played in the 70s, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I keep wanting to look that up because i yeah. got to put those on my playlist. Okay. Oh, there well, you I, go. I, I, I can help you out. Yeah, they, this is not on the groove. That's okay. This would be 70s on 7. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I like it, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can, can you uh, can you do uh, a little bit of the lyrics? You, you know some of them? I know Get Off the Bus, um, Gus. No, no need to be coy, Roy. Jump off the key, your, Lee. Just, just listen yourself, to me. Just set yourself free. Yeah, <laughs> you. You've been doing this a long time, man. But you ever do a show like this before? You don't have to look at my right. hairline when you say that. Yeah, I didn't mean like that. I just mean that, you know. I mean, I see you on TV. We hear you on the radio and other shows. Here and there. You, 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 get, you get a chance to, you know, you get a chance to go back to your old days, your musical uh, prowess. See? Yeah. You gotta love this. When I start referencing 70 songs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. When Marco first started doing the show with me, he, you know, he has his laptop and it's got all these lines. He goes, uh, so, uh, I, are we going to talk about point spreads? No, we're talking music. <laughs> we're talking movies. We can tell that stuff yeah. later. Yeah, we can do that anytime. Anytime, Marco. Yeah. Just, there it is. Pop it up. Yeah.
Look at people dancing in the superbook. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key. Here it is. Set yourself free. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you heard the news about Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, what do you think? Suspended for the rest of the regular season, but he could still be around the team, just not on game days. And you know darn well he's in the hotel you know, talking to his team right now because he made the trip yeah. to Happy Valley. So uh, yeah. give, me, give me your thoughts about the suspension. Well, I was at a couple of meetings when this all came down, and I heard it happened mid-flight. So he had a parachute? Is that what happened? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think it's going to motivate them. I, you know, he'll be around the team. He'll still be there, I'm sure. Maybe he'll signal in plays. Just kidding. Right. Uh, but Good one. Um, I think that it could be a mentality of us against the world. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that the players, the university, the coaching staff all feel like they got the short end of it. And it's going to be a motivating factor for them, the rest, especially tomorrow. Yeah. I, I think they're going to use it as energy. And I think it might work, actually. Have we seen any line movement? Because I know this this line is hovering, staying pretty much around minus four. I don't know if, uh, you know, since this news that Harbaugh will not be on this island will have any effect or not. As we know, this isn't the first time this season as he sat out the first three games and it didn't matter. And one of those games against UNLV. Right. And the other two games were uh, just meaningless games. So uh, a little different story. Yeah going to happy valley that's for sure but th- we haven't seen any line movement like i said there's some people think that it could be a distraction not so much that they're going to miss them from the sidelines i and i but i think it's it's more of a motivational thing so the number has stayed right there okay there it is what about uh other line movement and games or a lot of huge games coming up tomorrow yeah uh, on the college end we've, yes. we've seen some movement i mean they they've bet LSU against Florida, that's gone from 12.5 to 14.5. San Jose State, Fresno opened at a one-point favorite, and now San Jose is a a 2.5-point favorite there, betting against a team that's only got one loss. I think San Jose's 5-4. Does that surprise uh, you a little bit? Yeah, Yeah. it does. I I, I know the Spartans are probably a little better than their 5-4 record, uh, but still, I'm, I'm surprised with, with that move there. So when you um, get something like that, does that kind of pique your interest? Like, hmm, we got to di- maybe dive into this, whether, okay, is this injury-related or is it something funny? No, it's, it's, it's really hard to detect. A lot of times you can just, I mean, sometimes it's just a service that released, you know, San Jose State. And, okay. and people all climb on board. That's a pretty there's big no, move, though, when you're crossing uh, zero and everything as yeah, well, too. Yeah. Huh? I mean, it's um, – but there's so many services, so many – I mean, very good handicappers out there, really. Uh, but once they, you know, send something out, you know, you can see some line movement through key numbers, especially on the college side. It won't yeah. really I – mean, that would be a huge move on the pro side. But on the college side, doesn't – you know, raise any eyebrows. Uh, at least for me, it doesn't. East Carolina was another one against Florida Atlantic. That that one's gone from nine and a half down to seven and a half. So some obscure games, so to speak, been getting some action. Um, you know, when you look at the pro side, like the Bengals is, you know, that movement's all based off their receivers all being banged up, and, right. and you went from seven and a half down to three and a half. But you got others that are like, um, let's see, Colts. 
the Colts are, you know, the the wise guys have been on on the Patriots. It feels like the last three weeks, right? And now they're against them. You know, this is sharp money coming in on the Colts. Again, that game is in Frankfurt, six thirty a.m. Another one yes, of those. Yes, yes. I I don't mind it. I like it. I when I because I wake up early and it's a really good appetizer for me. I'm just kind of getting my day going. And you're actually and it, up that early on a Sunday. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to be, I guess, because, you know, what time yeah. you roll in here to the book on Sunday? Or do you even show up on a Sunday? Um, you know, it, it, periodically now, yeah. nowadays, because uh, most you. of my business I do with, I mean, hey, I work the weekends for 30 plus years. Yeah, I, I have no problem working the weekends, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's Come very on, you've diff- been there, done difficult. that, man. You've earned yeah, your time yeah, off, to, Jay, to sleep in on a Sunday. <laughs> Instead, you're getting up early. Oh, well, yeah, but yeah. that's the fun stuff. You know, just looking over the line movements yeah. and and watching, you know, the money come in. Uh, you know, you can you can, you know, that's something I really enjoy. You know, yeah. going to meetings and trying to, you know, do paperwork or you know spreadsheets and all those other things. Uh, I can't say it's, you know, the part that I, I that I really enjoy. I enjoy being the bookmaker mm-hmm. and and watching all the money come in. So you got the Colts. They're playing the Colts. And um, what was the other one? Um, I told you about the Texans because of the wide receivers. The Lions, the Lions are also getting some attention from the sharp players as that line has gone from pick to minus uh, three. Minus right three now. now. Right, right. We've also seen some sharp money on the Bucks, 49ers, and the Raiders. Uh-huh. Let's talk about that game. Jets, Raiders, Raiders a one-point mm, favorite. Yeah. Did this line open with the Jets as a, as a favorite? Two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean... Five days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's it's been slowly moving over to the other direction. I I, I agree with the move. You yeah. Know, I, I think that the Raiders still have a lot of mojo. Uh, I thought the, the Jets have been just kind of getting by, um, you know, with their wins. They're, I, uh, Zach Wilson just looked horrible last week, you know. So I, I, I think that uh, I think the – the Raiders are going to give them a hard time. I think they're going to force a couple of turnovers. Um, I'm, I think uh, the mojo on the the Raiders side is tremendous, and it's going to be a factor in this game. Aiden O'Connell hasn't been spectacular, but in no. the game against the Giants, he was effective. Uh, you use the term game manager. It's really what he was because he completed some some pretty big passes, no touchdown passes, but more importantly, no interceptions. You know, it was the first game that the Raiders quarterback did not have an interception in a game this season, and the Raiders did not commit a turnover. First mm. game in <laughs> in nine that uh, they had a clean sheet. The only time. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, you know. But for me, I'm looking at this game. It, it in last week I couldn't call it, even though it turned out to be an easy Raider win. And cover, I just stayed away. Same thing this week. I'm looking at the Jets, and I know Zach Wilson's horrible, so I want no part of him. But we know that Jets' defense can be nasty, and they were very nasty. Look what they did to, to Justin Herbert last week. Yeah. Do you know that Zach Wilson actually had a better quarterback rating than Herbert did? Really? Her, yeah, Herb, um, Herbert's okay. quarterback rating was, was 65 yeah. last week. And, so the, and I felt bad for that Jets' defense because they played so well and the offense let him down. So you figure that the offense has got to be a little bit better because Brees Hall is a very good running back. Yeah, And so to me, it's it's a tricky game. How is O'Connell going to match up and decipher what the Jets are doing defensively 
And Devontae Adams could be nullified here with Sauce Gardner, who's one of the best corners out there. So to me, it's this guy's low scoring, has run, run, run written all over it. Mm-hmm. This well, game could be done in two hours and 20 yeah. minutes. Well, yeah, it, it, it could be. <laughs> That's fine. It, you know, Herbert, it, going back to him, yeah. I, you know, he's been underachieving underperforming all year and you can say you know wide receiver uh issues eckler's been banged up he hasn't had that threat so but we all know the jets have a tremendous uh defense tremendous defense and i expect them to put a lot of pressure but i will say this if jacobs can get let's say 70 75 maybe 80 yards somewhere right around there um you know i think the raiders have a very good shot um, he ran really hard last week, and I expect him to do that again. But if they cannot get any sort of running game, I think the play calling is going to be very interesting to see because uh, I think they're going to have to Play-Man make some quick State. passes. We have so, immediate so, seating in the poker anyway, room for 1-2, no limit. So, um, we have openings at the poker room. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think play calling is going to be uh, – very interesting. I, I, I would be really curious to see how that goes because I, uh, I think that will be a key component of the game, mm-hmm. keeping the Jets somewhat, you know, true. Mm-hmm. Because if they just start, you know, stacking up the line, Jacobs and putting pressure on it, but if they're a little off balance and the Raiders are going to move the ball a little bit, they have a shot. Monday night game is Buffalo and Denver. The game is in Buffalo. That's kind of a a weird game from a betting standpoint because I know that there has been some sharp money on Denver. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some people that are thinking, okay, hey, Buffalo's not all that because uh, they, they've struggled uh, at times. But remember that game where they blew out the Raiders? I think they had one other game like that. But for the most part, uh, they have not uh, been a good cover, you know, a favorite cover team here. What do you think of this line at, at minus seven Monday night Buffalo against the Denver team? As you know, is it can be offensively challenged, but they're getting a little bit of love because you know coming off a, a real good performance against the Chiefs before the bye week. Well, they they've also turned some things around. They especially on the defensive side, they've played like four straight games now uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Very good games. Uh, Wilson still. I mean, he's taking care of the ball, but he doesn't really – the Broncos have no receivers. They have no tight end. If you look at any good quarterback, you, look, you probably look at the top five quarterbacks in the league, I can tell you this, they all have really good tight ends or yeah. above average tight ends. Yeah. Broncos don't have a tight end. They still don't have that option, but they have been running the ball better lately. Williams, uh, McLaughlin is a new component to the offense. I think he'll play a part. I – the Bills have been struggling, you know, struggling after losses. They Every time they lose a game, the next game they barely win. It's not really a good spot for the, the Bills. I think it's a better spot for the, the, the Broncos coming off a of bye week. They're, they're about as healthy as they can be, and they have a little rhythm going now on the defensive side. You actually think offensively that you could see this team put up more than the 23 or 24 points because that's what it's going to take to win this game. I mean, we always look at the Broncos and we're saying, oh, this team is just dreadful offensively. I just, I still can't see an explosion, just like we talk about with the Raiders. The Raiders finally cracked the 21 point mark last week uh, against the Giants. Yeah, I, I can't see it unless they turn Allen over. Right. If right. they turn Allen over because the defense has been playing so much better, 
that if they can turn them over, that you know, get one of those cheap touchdowns, yes, they can get to that mark. Otherwise, they're looking at the high teens, yeah. you know, 18, 19. Yeah. It would be the over-under. If Miami got 70 against them, can't Buffalo get 40? You keep bringing <laughs> that up. You keep bringing that up. <laughs> I brought 70, that though. I'm, 70. That's what I'm saying. How insane is that? 70. The only reason I brought it up because I, I heard somebody else talk about it yesterday. I go, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's, it's like, that, that is crazy. That's just terrible. Yeah. All right, my friend. So, UNLV Wyoming tonight. Yeah, I'm you going. going? You yeah. going? Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm going, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, that line dropped this morning. I'm passing up Rod Stewart to go to... Oh, to really? UNLV Wyoming. What did, would you do if you were in my shoes? Did he announce that he was ending his uh, residency? I know. See, that's, yes. why, that's why I kind of feel like I, I when, kind of when, wanted to go. When's his last performance? Uh, I, actually, I think he's coming back though in February and then okay. or March, okay. and then that's it. Okay. So he's yeah, you got to see him before. Have he, you ever yeah. seen him? No. See, neither have I. So that's why I was kind of, kind of curious about it. But yeah, I got to see the Rebels tonight. Yeah, they're yeah, favored by uh, three. What do you think? I I was surprised it dropped down that low. Open yeah. four, went to four and a half. Got some wise guy money down to four. Then just been at five and a half for the last few days. I wake up this morning, it's three. I looked up again. No, nothing that stands out. There's not, no inter- inju- injuries or anything like that. Right. So uh, yeah, I'd have to lay the three myself. All right. There you go. I'm going to do that. You got, you got, <laughs> are you allowed to say that? I guess you are. I think so. All right. Good. All right. Don't put me on the spot. Okay. So am I, am I allowed to ask you for your pick so you can help me in my contest? <laughs> <laughs> should I go the other way or should I? Are you, are, are you hot? Yeah, are you hot right now? There's a reason why I'm on the other side of the counter. Right. I am leading the RJ. You are. I am. Look at that. That's impressive. Yeah. How about that? Look at that. All right. You never got fired from the Imperial Palace, huh? <laughs> there were rumors. <laughs> what? <laughs> I heard some rumors. That was crazy. Was People it really? Like, oh, yeah. They said, well, yeah, hey, I heard Jay got fired. I was like, what? And I, okay, what was the reason? You don't want to know. I'll no, tell you I later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, my god. Of course, I was just joking when you're talking about being fired or that sort of thing. It's like, you yeah. Know. No, of course. Like, I can see. Jay Cornegue is like every great, you know, uh, champion. You know, go on your own terms. You know, <laughs> there it is. Is it true you have a lifetime contract here at the Westgate? Oh, I, I no. <laughs> I don't think they have that for me. I'm not that lucky. How about a little parliament right now? You like that? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about? See, this is mid-70s. 74, 75? This is off of the Groove uh, playlist. That's absolutely. There it is. There you go. I got to turn Jay on to my station, too. So he'll like he'll like the beat. Which one? The beat? The beat. I actually, yeah, I created that. Uh, it's a it's an online internet, Live 365. You can okay. go find it there. You can find it iTunes, all that stuff. Oh, good. It's got my imprint yeah. all over it. Yeah. Share, man. There he is. I'm sharing. I'm sharing. All right, my friend. We appreciate it. We'll look forward to seeing the game tonight. Yeah. You'll, you'll be the guy out there in the, the VIP section down all the, the free cocktails. Yep. There's a special performance by the Rebel Girls that I'll be part of. <laughs> Jay Cornegay and his pom-poms. <laughs> appreciate you, brother. Thanks, TC. Continue on here at the Westgate Las Vegas. Get down here tonight, tomorrow. Watch the Rebel game down here if you can't get to Allegiant Stadium. And, of course, great college games coming your way tomorrow and then Sunday for the NFL. We continue on. Best bets and more. Deal with us. You go 
in the entertainment capital of the world. Well, you better hope you can play as long as me. Hey, I don't even know your name, but you know mine. It's the T.C. Martin Show. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop that down. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Diagnosis. They suck, so I don't need to be out game plan. Prognosis. I'll knock you out. Osmosis. All I know is, you mess with me, you got problems. That's all I know. It's the Dr. T.C. Martin. When you get on your knees and say your prayers tonight, pray. The doctor is now in. Oh, yeah. All that screaming. It is a football Friday. Inside the Westgate Las Vegas, inside the world-famous Superbook, T.C. Martin, Jay Cornegay, the VP of Sportsbook Operations here at the Superbook. Mike Tice will be joining us momentarily, the former head coach. And we got best bets coming your way with Trevor Maddich and more. Go to the website, tcmartinshow.com. All the best bets up there, including our professional handicappers and Marco D'Angelo, Scott Spritzer. You'll be the intern, Trevor Maddich, myself, and the coach as well, too. Jay Cornegay still hanging with us for a, a little bit. My friend trying to figure out his plans for the night. we got Golden Knights in action. Yep. Coming off a loss to the L.A. Kings. Back-to-back losses now. Exactly. Two losses in a row. One at home, one on the road. And then uh, now the Knights are back uh, home tonight. Big bounce back. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, I think so. Even though the uh, you know everybody was talking about how bad the Sharks were. I mean, they lost one to ten, then two to ten, and now wait, they put wait, wait, back. Wait. I've back never wins. heard anybody say one to ten, two to ten. Wait, that's not a thing. What are you talking about? One I, to ten, I'll, two to I'm ten. When I'm talking about a team, I always announce their score first. You think this is soccer? Is that what you think? You're international soccer? I've been watching a lot of soccer lately. It's ten to two or ten to or nine to one. Come on, man. One to ten, <laughs> two to ten. Okay. Wait. <laughs> That, that, now, Mike Tice is a big horse racing guy. I could yeah. see a, a, maybe a one to nine shot. Well, there you horse go. Racing. Well, it's okay. Like, it's, it's okay on the track then. Is that what you're that's, saying? That's a proper terminology, right? <laughs> is that the deal? Yeah? It's like, I know. I don't, I don't know why I said that. Well, the reason why I said that, because <laughs> I looked up the scores yeah. and it had one to 10, yeah. two to 10. And I said that to somebody else you earlier did. today because they did. They, oh, get, they got hammered, yeah. outscored. Twenty to three. Is that better? Um, That's proper English. And then they just, <laughs> and then they just won two in a row. They beat Philly. Yeah. All right. And right. then they just beat the Oilers last night. Ooh. Last night. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So they're coming off, you know, uh, a back. Well, they're they're yeah. right in the midst of a back to back game night, and that always helps the the, you know, the opponent. So pe- I, I expect the Knights to win. My and everyone's going to say the Knights aren't going to lose three in a row. The Niners yeah. aren't going to lose three in a row. Oh, oh they yeah. did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right? So, I, huge line tonight. So, Knights. yeah. Big, big. Like $5. Lay, lay, $5.50. Lay a puck and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But you'll be following it, but you'll be betting on the Rebels. You you and I are going to go minus three. Yeah, there it is. Minus three. We're laying minus three tonight. That totals dropped down at the Rebel game. It went from 50, 50 and a half down to 49 now. I don't care for Wyoming's quarterback. No? No. Josh Allen's not there anymore. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Cowboy Joe? Cowboy Joe. I okay. don't know. All right, my friend. We'll let you, oh, get, we'll okay. let you get back to work. I'm going to hand it okay. over to Coach here. Yeah. And, uh, there it is. Yeah. The, good the, seeing you. The water boy hands weekend. it over to the coach. Oh, yeah. You said yeah. you had plenty plenty positions. What was your position? For what? For football. What was your position? Oh, well, I was uh, the slot back. The slot I, back. We had a... 
We ran a robust offense, which was the old uh, um, so Ohio triple State. Option? Oh, oh, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Coach Hayes. That's he used to run the bow. Yeah, the 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 robust uh, yeah offense, and I was the slot back. Those little counters. Yeah, they couldn't see me, so I'd go right up the middle, and they. So you, they you were the Wes Welker, Wes Welker of the uh, Colorado State. No, I was more like uh, Glenn Milburn. <laughs> Glenn Milburn, I like that. Oh, that's good. What, what, no, I see that you wear like a number eighteen or a nineteen uh, or something like that. I, I return punts. Yeah, what was yeah. your number? I never fumbled a punt. Oh, that was my good. claim. I was, I was very proud of it. I fumbled, yeah. but not on a punt. How was your fair catch <laughs> sign? Huh? How was that fair catch sign? You ever use it? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, so I don't think back so. in those days. No, we oh, didn't. We didn't. I, I let it bounce a couple times. Yeah, yeah sir. All right, speed. Good. All right, I'm gonna turn it over to Mike here. There you go. <laughs> turn the mic over to Mike. Jay Cordigan, our guy here, and get over here to the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world famous Superbook. And remember, the deadline for the Super Contest reboot. 3 p.m. tomorrow, $500, the second half of the season. So you start off 0-0 zero and zero, uh, with the uh, reboot coming your way tomorrow. All right? That's uh, starting from week 10 to about to uh, to the rest of the season. Appreciate Jay Cornegay for joining us. Trevor Match will join us at the bottom of the hour for, for uh, best bets. But right now the head coach joins us, Mike Tice, wearing his purple and gold today. <laughs> What's going on, Coach? What's up, my brother? How you doing? I was, I was. Uh, you were in St. Louis. You were traveling, man. Oh, I've you're, been you're too, back here. Too busy. I'm here till December 12th, so uh, that, I'm in town for quite a while. Oh, that's great. So that means I get some food this, between now and then. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, not one, but I got two dinners coming. I think, I think next week might be a little rough with the race. Yeah, forget but that. After I'm the escaping. Race, yeah, are you? Are you? Be, oh, you won't I'm, be here. I'm out, baby. Going back to Sacktown. I got my uh, daughter flying in Tuesday with my granddaughter and my son-in-law and I bought them tickets for Christmas. For, for the F1? race. Yeah. Wow. That is set I'm you back. I'm a good dad, right? That is set you back. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> 11000 oh, freaking dollars. I hope you know somebody. Well, I got four tickets for the three-day package. My wife and I are going to go to a practice run. Wow. And then, uh, and then we got another group of six of us, so we got to figure out four each day. The main thing is the race. My yeah. daughter, her husband, my son, his wife are going to the race. Okay. And we got the grandkids. Yeah, you're babysitting. Uh, oh, I'd rather have the grandkids than go to Where, the race. No kidding. Where are the seats at? Right on Harmon. Okay. So I live in Southern Highlands, yeah. so I wanted the closest access to the race from my house. I figured it's going to be chaos. Off. You can't I'm park. Getting dropped off. They got the uh, Uber drop-off. Looks like it's going to be at the paddock, which right. is a walk. Not okay. that bad, right down Harmon. So when you come off of Las Vegas Boulevard and they start firing down that last straightaway, yeah. we're the first grandstand on the left. Okay. So it's pretty cool. We drove it Wednesday. Oh, really? We drove the track. With, we had friends in town from Seattle. Okay. And uh, he's an older gentleman, but he, he's uh, big in the car. So I said, you want to drive the track? <laughs> so we drove the track. Then I took him to Good Pie, and we went to the Mob Museum. We had a day. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. We had a day. Uh, so I'm kicking off a new uh, a project uh, this coming week. What do you got? I've been working on it for about eight months. I've kept it quiet. Okay. Um, I'm going to train offensive linemen. Do we need breaking news sounder here? Is this official? Oh, yeah. Is, all right, I there like it is. That. Let's go to our on-the-spot reporter, uh, the, the head coach, Iron Mike Tice, with breaking news yeah, here. Yeah, well, I partnered with South South Point Casino uh, for the hotel rooms. Okay. Uh, I partnered with the old uh, 
strength coach for UNLV, who you might know, uh, Mark Felipe. Oh, yeah, okay. Felipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and some people that work for him. And uh, I've been working with Parks and Rec, getting facilities and fields. And I'm going to uh, send out on Tuesday to about 60 agents that I'm going to have uh, up to six players. I'm going to train from January uh, 8th mm-hmm. until February 9th. Excellent. Yeah, five-day-a-week program. Okay. And I'm going to limit it to six. Okay. And uh, I'm going to have breakfast with the kids every morning at South Point. Okay. I'm going to have dinner with the kids on Wednesday nights. We're going to film stuff. We're going to train these young players, and hopefully they have a tremendous combine. And I've had some agents asking me if I'd do that for the last number of years, and I finally said, you know, let's give it a whirl. Yeah. The negative is, there's really only one negative. I have to be in Vegas, and my granddaughter's in St. Louis, and we're usually back and forth every right. three weeks. Right. So I got a five-week stint without my granddaughter. I might get the shakes. Okay. <laughs> so why six? Why five weeks? No, no, no. Six, six uh uh, I think that's all I can handle. Players. I think that's a good start. Okay. So you, you know, you're talking about you yourself. I know you're going to have an assistant or two. I, I rented a premium SUV. I'm going to have breakfast with them, and I'm okay. going to bring them to Felipe's place, Felipe's yeah. place, which uh, Mark's place, which is uh, close to my home, right yeah. across the street from Silverton. Okay. Right. Uh, the hotel is right there by yeah. my house. I'm going to be hands on all the way. Uh, ordered. Equipment I needed yesterday from Rogers. Maybe I'll get them to sponsor it. Who knows? There you go. Give me back my 680 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'm excited about it. uh, I've been working the last three years at the NFL Alumni Academy, which for two years was in Canton and last year was in Dallas. And then the NFL Alumni Academy, uh, we would bring in players that were on teams, Mm -hmm. released, and we're looking to get back in the league, and basically our job was to keep them in shape. Yeah. I was the director, volunteer, director of development for three years. I'd fly in. There was uh, three-week sessions. There were five of them. I'd fly in for the first week of each session, be a new wave of athletes. There'd be about 50 kids. Yeah. Give them a big speech. Yeah. Hey, I was a free agent. You can do it. I can do it. 14-year career, never drafted. You can do it. Yeah. And I'd, you know, work the program put the practices together and had a blast okay and so that's going to help me putting this thing together i run a golf tournament as you yeah. know so I'm, I'm i'm easy with the logistics yeah. i mean putting together uh three four rooms is a lot easier than getting rooms <laughs> for 32 celebrities yeah, no that i brought up to seattle this yeah. year right 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 so right. i'm excited about it Good, uh, I, I think it you know i just need players yeah. And so the keys are the agents. And fortunately, over my career, I've met a lot of agents. I've maintained yeah. contacts with a lot of agents. And, hey, I only need a couple of guys to have fun, and, and I'm going to max it out at six. Seriously, so, though, you know? I mean, what what um, aspiring NFL player or tight end or whatever uh, offensive lineman would not want to be coached up by you. Seriously. That's what I'm hoping. Seriously. I'm, I'm hoping that yeah. they see. What and I here, in Vegas, here with, in Vegas. With great facilities. This is done in other states. Yeah. This is done in Florida. Yeah. This is done in Texas. Yeah. This is done in Arizona. This is done in California. <laughs> no one's doing it in Vegas. Okay. Why not? Put your stamp on it, brother. I, like I was it. originally going to do it with Rod Woodson and DBs and Scott mm-hmm. Lanahan and quarterbacks and receivers. Okay. Too much work. Yeah. Keep it small. I like it. And then we'll see. All right. 
Well, good luck. Keep us posted with that. Definitely. A little extra gambling money. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> my man. My man. Uh, how you doing? I'm good, man. You don't have the basketball. Congratulations on that. Yeah, yeah. So get a little. That must oh, have been a fun. A little bit of downtime. But yeah, a great fun run. Fun ride, yeah. Great, great run. So Got a lot going on at the Raiders. Yeah. And they've got Raiders and you know. got UNLV tonight, a big game. Yeah, they're Wyoming. having so a great season. I'm going to go out there tonight because um, yeah. I haven't been able to, to get to, many, to any UNLV games because I've been on the road and that sort of thing. So I'm actually looking forward to to that tonight. And then, you know, the Raiders stuff's uh, been busy. And then, you know, Sunday against the Jets. Um, looking forward to that. Not, I can't call it. Just like last week's game against the Giants, even though it was an easy win for the Raiders, I couldn't call it, knowing yeah. what was going to transpire, and and especially with the way both teams are. And then it's kind of like a mirror image. Don't you look at the Jets and the Giants? They're kind of mirror images of each other with just horrendous quarterback play, good on the defensive side of the ball, but the Jets really exceptional kind of on the defensive side of the ball. And what the Jets did to the Chargers Monday night was impressive, but man. Zach Wilson just being same old Zach Wilson. I don't know. How do you call this weekend's game with with Sunday night football? Well, with the I, Raiders I, I, and the first Jets? of all, I think the Jets are. Uh, I grew up a Giants fan, but yeah. I think the Jets are a better football team than the Giants. If it's just because of the defense, correct? I mean, they have yeah. an elite defense yeah. uh, that kind of didn't were the elite last week. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, I, I felt sorry for them. They pl- actually played pretty darn well. They did for the most part. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Herbert only had a QBR of sixty-five last week. Wilson's quarterback rating was better than Herbert, and Wilson was horrible. So credit to the yeah. Jets D, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I and I think the Jets D is legitimate, mm-hmm. and that gives them a chance to be in every game. Right. And and who knows what's going to happen with the caveman. You know, he, 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 you know, he's, he's hinting that maybe he'll be back in a few weeks. That would be unheard of. No, no, no. he's but, not coming you know, back. Maybe, I, I maybe like, about, I like maybe the Jets. I like Sailor. I like, I like what he's doing. You know, uh, Antonio, congratulations to him. You know, um, it's never a great thing because I did it when Danny Green uh, yeah. left uh, because of his uh, dispute with uh, Red McCombs, and I coached the last yeah. game. It's never really. A fun thing, right? But to see all that energy and to see all those players rally around uh, him, congratulations! I tried to sign him as a free agent linebacker when I was the head coach of the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to send him a note, congratulate him. But yeah, it was great. Now, can they maintain that energy? That they had last week, and can they uh, uh, not turn the ball over? See, it worked out for you, though. I mean, going from in interim to getting the head job there, right, yeah. as well, yeah. too. You know, and and I, was I ready? You know, they say, well, he wasn't ready. Well, is anyone ever ready? Right. If you go from position coach to head coach, yeah. are you ready? No, you have to learn a lot of yeah. things. You let, know? let me ask you, so that you went through that and coached the last game of the regular season, and here Antonio is basically the midway point of, of the right. season. How different is that to take over a team, even though playoffs is a long shot? But still, like Mark Davis says, hey, you know, we, we, we're still playing like there is a shot here. But to have basically eight games to kind of prove yourself in comparison to you with one, yeah. and we've seen a lot of coaches maybe get one or two at the end. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's a unique situation, yeah. uh, which is already – kind of been done here right with the Gruden thing yeah um it, it's going to depend upon are they going to be able to improve as a team and 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 visibly show that they're better with the change yeah. and then I think that's going to give him a chance because look around the league 
you know, these guys, look at Detroit. These guys are these tough guys uh, and are now head coaches in the league are doing extremely well. Why? Because you uh, get the attention of the players as a former player. Then it's your job, once you get their attention, to keep their attention. And let's see if Antonio can keep their attention. It's always kind of easy to play off that adrenaline and emotion the first week until something goes wrong, until the turnover bug comes in, or here come the penalties start to arise, or if you have a a bad game. And it sounds like you know Antonio Pierce a little bit just from, like, the playing days and and, and that sort of thing. Talk about, is he the guy you think that can maybe sustain this team and keep that mojo working from what he did last week to the rest of the season? I, I absolutely do. And I know um, I know that uh, the coaches, uh, the, I know a couple of the guys uh, feel bad that it happened. Um, you know, the head coach that, you know, left was a, an extremely hard worker. Um but something was missing. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Something was missing. Let's see. I hope so. Uh, you know, Antonio was a tremendous player, won a Super Bowl, tough guy, intelligent, well-spoken. He's got all the right traits to be a head coach in the National Football, Football League. So let's see how, you know, it pans out for him. I wish him all the best. All right. Mike Tice joins us, the former coach with the Vikings and 14-year great career in the NFL tight end. Let's talk about those Vikings. Josh Dobbs, what is fifth team in the last, I don't know, year and a half or whatever it's been with three teams this season alone. Talk about him coming in, uh, not knowing much of a playbook. Comes in the game last week, leads the Vikings to victory. Now he has a full week under his belt. How good can this guy be with this team that already has some pretty good weapons? Well, uh, they're starting to play better on defense. You know, um, I mean, look at their record. They they have an over 500 record. I thought it's a shame what happened to the quarterback because uh, he was playing the best football. Kirk was playing the best yeah. football he ever played in his life. And it's just a shame. You know, you wouldn't wish that on a team that you're not rooting for. And, of course, I'm rooting, everyone knows, for the Vikings every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how good. I know I don't want to jinx him, but I know he has fumbleitis. And last week he was clean. Yeah. Um, can he maintain that cleanliness, you know, so yeah. to speak? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. You know, Daniil Hunter's having a great year. I mean, he's sacking everybody. Right. And so the defense is starting, in my opinion, the defense is starting to come around. Uh, they had the turnover bug earlier in the year, as you know, and it seemed to have settled down. Yeah. But then you look down at some articles and you read some things and see, Dobbs is a fumble machine, you yeah, know, and yeah. so hopefully, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Lions. This is a team that, you know, continues to to impress for the most part. Like you said, just a, uh, got a fiery coach. They got some nice pieces in the puzzle. Do you still, are you a, a Jared uh, Goff believer or not? Because I was still are always going to have that doubt about him. I say at some point in time, you know, if you're betting on the Lions, you're going to get goffed, okay, <laughs> at some point in time. But has he matured? Do you see a difference in his game? Or does he have that propensity to revert back to the old Jared Goff that we saw early on in his career? You know, a couple of weeks ago he did a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and they looked horrible. Um, they lost the game. He's managing the game well. He's got some good 
pieces around him. Tremendous amount of speed on that football team. Yeah. O-line seems to be playing pretty well for him. It's just a matter of if they get in a tough game with a really good defense, is he's going to make that mistake. Yeah. And I can't tell you yes or no yet. Yeah. Still got a lot of big games to go. And uh, they have a big game this week. So we'll see what happens. You know, as you know, Lion fans... They're always kind of looking at the glass half empty yeah. because of why not? Why not? Right? And you know, I know quite a few Lions fans, and they're still saying, hey, "This is great, but you know, we're hey, just waiting for that." Hey, other it wasn't that right? long ago that they didn't win a game. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, how do you view this team? I mean, how far do you think they could go? Defense is playing better. Um, they've got a tremendous amount of speed, like I said, yeah. and 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 the head coach. Uh, has them all believing, and I love Dan. He's just reminds me of, of a younger me, but yeah. probably a better coach than I was. <laughs> uh, I'm happy for him, and uh, I'm happy for, in the direction they're going. But you can't have those games where everything looks absolutely horrible. Uh, you can't have those in there if you're gonna if you're gonna do something. Right. You know, they're in first place right now. Uh, you know who's who's gonna who's gonna beat them mm-hmm. in that division? Green Bay. Speaking of turnovers, they look like doo-doo. Um, the Vikings, you know, playing, yeah. if if not Dobbs, they're going to be playing the rookie when he right. comes back from yeah. uh, concussion protocol. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, Chicago, Detroit's the team. And it is. Uh, let's just see if they can stay healthy and maintain that for all those Lions fans out there, which I know a bunch of them, uh, and not – you know, screw it up. How much pleasure are you having seeing the Packers struggle? <laughs> you know, uh, of course, uh, you you enjoy that, uh, and they're not a good football team. That, no. that where they're the best right now as a football team is on defense. Yeah, they have some good numbers in some areas that I look at. Yeah. You know, red zone scoring and yeah. and turnovers, and but uh, the quarterback, I don't know that he's the answer, man. You know, I think it's uh, – uh, I can't believe they tried to run uh, uh, Rodgers out of there for this kid. It, it was insane, you know, when they drafted him. I said – I saw this kid play at Utah State, and I'm going, he was mediocre at best at Utah State. You know, didn't do anything to – I don't know what they were seeing with that, but it just – it's crazy. It's crazy. And, again, we've seen, you know, other teams, you know, do this as well too. Niners with Trey Lance fell in love with this guy and was like, oh, we really don't want to get rid. We we believe in this guy. I don't know what you're believing, but Jordan Love never really showed anything to me from early on. So I don't see it. it. it no, I, I don't see it. At Just all. like the kid that they benched in Atlanta. I don't see it. the kid out of Cincinnati. I don't see right. it. My son loved him coming out. Yeah. I just don't think he's the answer either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, let's face it. <laughs> Stroud. <laughs> Stroud looks good, man. Okay, he looks good. You're right, but are 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 you are you thinking that that he's going to fall off at, at some point in time too, or are you seeing that okay, this guy has the intangibles to to make this a, a big time career for him? So far, I say yes, but let's okay. see if the turnover turnover bug right. bites him. Right. You know, the thing about the National Football League is. <clears throat> Defenses always catch up with offenses. Offenses, you know, do some mystical, magical things. And and then once there's enough film in the can for the defensive coaches to look at, they can stop any anything. Right. You know? Yep. Uh, 
then those teams that are one-dimensional or can't adapt are the ones that struggle. Look at the 49ers right now. Right. They right. can't get out of their own way. Until this week. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. You know, yeah, right. we'll, see. We'll, we'll see. You know? All right. Uh, they, they gotta, they're going in there and playing a, a, a tough team. You know? How you handicap the Packers and the Steelers this week? My pick, I told my wife, uh, uh, Diane, uh, yep. my pick of the week is the Steelers. I picked them in our little thing. Yeah. But it's it's the one, the game I'm... Okay. The game I'm gonna see. Have, I shouldn't have given the, the game I'm gonna have action I on. I, I didn't have I didn't have your best bets uh, in front of me, so I didn't know you you had the Steelers. Or I, I wouldn't have said anything. So no, no, no. I I'm fine with that. I just think that the turnovers that the Steelers are creating right now, yeah, uh, are, are gonna be just. Uh, I mean, uh, they're create they're creating uh, a vast amount of turnovers, and and you know the quarterback. I like the quarterback. Uh, for the Steelers, they just can't score any points. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't make sense because Najee Harris is a top-notch running back, and you know Pickett. We've seen signs where he should be able to lead an offense to you know decent point production, and then you got the kid Warren to go with Harris in the backfield. I love that guy. Yeah. And then you got some wide receivers. They're still young, but I you think know. Mike does a great yeah. job. He's a tremendous football coach. Yeah. He's been there a long time. He knows how to win games. He's not worried about uh, uh, finesse and fancy. Uh, I just read that the starting tackle, a rookie tackle for Browns, is out this week too. And they and you got Watts to go against, you know. And and the Steelers are plus eight in the turnover ratio, and they have created this season takeaways. They have created fifteen or six sixteen. Turnovers this year. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, that's that's hey, real big. It's great for my. Who leads the league and and create turnovers? You're gonna die when I tell you. You'll never guess. I'll never guess. No. Okay, that would probably be uh, the New Orleans Saints. Th- not a shock. Can you I, believe I, that? Yeah, I, mean, I, I like their defense. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. doing really well. They're keeping yeah. them in every game, and mm-hmm. Carr looks like he's starting to settle in a little bit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he he really does. Yeah. You know. They're still not really getting anything from the running game, though. You know? Nothing. Nothing at all. No, no. And they're not the only one. Look at Buffalo. They're not getting anything I from know. the running game. <laughs> he is the head coach, Mike Tice. He's in the house with us here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. We come back. It is best bets time. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now, more from your favorite sports radio physician, Aha. the doctor, T.C. Martin. Aha. Back here at the Westgate inside the Superbook. T.C. Martin, Mike Tice, jamming a little Earth, Wind, and Fire. I saw them last week. Did you? Well, last weekend. Good, huh? they're, still, they're still doing it. Still got it. I saw the horns, uh, Santa Fe and the Fat City Horns at the Bootlegger Monday night, and they did. <laughs> they opened up with about four songs from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Now, kid that sang, it was phenomenal. Ah, oh, see, absolutely now, phenomenal. See, I expect to get back next Monday time. Monday nights are pretty damn good. I have heard that. Now, yeah. I forgot all about they that. They are wonderful. Okay. Yeah. And the name of the group is? I think it's Santa Fe San- and the Fat City Horns. Yeah. It's, it's a bunch of uh, Las Vegas. There was, I counted. There were 16 of them in the band. 16. I they love were, that. I love it. Too. Give me the brass, baby. Oh, I so love good. the brass. So good. Brass and, and percussion. I went to get them dance. My wife said, don't you dare. 
<laughs> hey, before we get into the best bets, uh, obviously the news, and we, we've been talking about the last couple of days, and then we led the show off with the announcement today that the uh, Big Ten has banned Jim Harbaugh from the sideline for three games over the sign stealing. Uh, Mike Tice is, is joined us. Trevor Maddich, uh is also joined us. Uh, ESPN College Football, and of course Trevor, our guy, and Trevor and I talked about this at length uh, going on Wednesday. But, but Mike, I want your thoughts on this as far as the the punishment goes. And there's differing opinions out there about how serious that this actually is with sign stealing, using electronic means, and that sort of thing. You coached, you played. Uh, g- give give me your take about this. And how 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 big a deal is this? You know, I I don't personally think it's a big deal. Uh, I think uh, in football, you know, we were trying to steal signs for years and years and years, trying to steal signals for plays, trying to steal signals for substitution groups so you can be ahead of the curve. You know, nowadays it doesn't matter if they substitute, they hold it, they let them substitute, they change things. But the only way I would have an issue is if they tapped their uh, headphones and they were listening to them actually call the plays. To me, you know, like I think Belichick got caught doing that or something, uh-huh. uh, or, or interfering with the actual headphones. And that, that would, to me, would be the only reason why he should be in trouble. Beyond that, if they didn't do that, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Trevor, you're, we talked on Wednesday, and then we get the word a couple hours ago that uh, uh, the suspension has come down. Uh, give me your thoughts when you, when you heard the decision today. Uh, three games, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, those three games are at Penn State, at Maryland, and at home against Ohio State. So we're about to find out how valuable Jim Harbaugh is as a head coach on game day. Uh, I tend to think, if you just keep it straight on the field, that the Michigan players will rise up and take ownership of this thing, and it actually could be a positive thing. Um, so from a standpoint of on the field, um, you know, it could be bad, but it actually might make it better for the Wolverines because they right now feel like they're, they're in a bunker and everybody's out to get them. And for whether or not what happened is bad enough to warrant that, it doesn't matter. That's the feeling of the players, and that actually is doing the players a big favor. As far as the punishment goes itself. To me, there's two separate things. One is the advanced scouting and using electronic means to steal signs and things like that. That's banned by the NCAA. And by definition, that is against the sportsmanship bylaws of the Big Ten. So I get that part. Um, but, but Mike makes a good point that, you know, it, that a lot of that stuff is going on. The question is, did the illegal sign stealing turn into a competitive advantage for Michigan on the field. In other words, did that sign stealing turn into play calling that they were able to do so they would see the uh, the sign being signaled in uh, to the opposing offense, let's say, and then the defensive coordinator would call down to the sideline and tell them to signal in real fast the defensive play to uh, to counter what they're doing. If that was happening... Then that competitive advantage, uh, is, it, it can be huge. And here's the way I have to th- see it. I have to see it that Michigan's players are not at fault. They don't have anything to do with it, but they aren't the only players on the field. The other players deserve the right to have a, a fair competition with Michigan. And if they use illegal, unsportsmanlike means 
to get a competitive advantage. And if that part of it gets proven, then I think it is a massive thing because it, it affects the experience of opposing players. It affects the careers of opposing coaches sometimes. I mean, the, to me, that's kind of like if, you know, this is just purely hypothetical, but if I'm playing a team that didn't realize that their, their own training staff was lacing their pregame meal with some sort of performance enhancing drug and they all came out, you know, with an advantage because of that that I didn't have, I wouldn't say, yeah, well, they didn't know it's not their fault. You know, this is why the important thing here is not just was the scout, advanced scouting happening. What's important is, in my opinion, did it get onto the field in the form of a competitive advantage? And the coach being suspended for three games tells me that they don't have evidence that it did. Yeah, and then and it doesn't matter, Trevor. This is Mike that uh, he's not on the sideline against my alma mater, Maryland, because they're awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did give up fifty-one points to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. All right, let's <laughs> rock. My alma mater right now, and your alma mater. We're not. We're not. We don't have bragging rights this year. I went to BYU, and boy, the mighty Cougars are uh, struggling as well. Yeah, right. There they look go. good early, though. All right. I won't talk about Sac State. Okay. There you go. <laughs> hey, Sac State, Cameron Scadaboo. That's right. Transferred from Sac State to Arizona State. He's one of my favorite players in college football. Well, you like his name. You just like his name. Is what you like, Scadaboo. He's great. Listen, man. I saw him uh, on a, on a highlight when he was playing for uh, for Sac State. Uh, he picked up like a turnover on a kickoff or something like that, and he was running it into the end zone. The other team was trying, you know, like six or seven or eight guys trying to drag him down. And I said on Sports Center that it was like a swarm of angry children trying to drag down a building. Oh boy, Trav. There you go. Well, yeah. yeah. In, in that in that uh, game, a uh, championship game against Incarnate Word last year, only like 120 points were scored in that game uh, at uh, Hornet Stadium, which you know very well, Trav. So we'll just leave it at that. It's time for Best Bets. It's Football Friday, and time for the weekend's action. Here's the Best Bets. It is time for our three best college plays, three best NFL plays. Trevor Manich, the head coach, Mike Tice, our special guest this week. Trev, kick us off real quick. Let's get into the college. Go. All right. College. So, uh, Arizona is at Colorado, laying 10.5 points, and I like Arizona. They are better than Colorado, top to bottom, and they've got tons of confidence. Colorado is in in a really bad state mentally. All that confidence that they had early on, all of a sudden things are breaking apart. You know, we don't even know who's going to be calling plays for him because the offensive coordinator for Colorado seems to have been demoted, but now maybe he hasn't been. We're about to find out. Noah Fafita, the quarterback for Arizona, has been just fantastic. He's got great receivers to throw to, and that offense is getting a whole lot of love. But really, the defensive line is the strength of this Arizona team. And I think they're just going to overwhelm the Colorado offensive line. Plus you add to the fact that Shadur Sanders, Colorado's quarterback, uh, is banged up now. Uh, I think it's going to be a long, long day for Colorado. Even though Arizona has Utah coming up next week, hey, they just beat three teams in a row that were ranked at the time they played them. And I don't think there's, they're so overconfident that they're going to let down. I think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to take care of business. So, uh, then Michigan is at Penn State. And I can make a good case for either one of these teams covering the spread. Michigan's laying four, or, or you know, that's the last I looked at it. 
But I'm going to go with the under on this one. The reason is both teams are elite. You know, in, in many of the most important defensive metrics, they're either one or two uh, in the nation. Penn State's offense, when you watch them on tape, wildly overrated. They've only got one receiver that really you have to worry about. They have two really good running backs, but their interior offensive line just gets beat all the time in pass protection and in run blocking. And the quarterback, Drew Aller, for all of his potential, is not realizing it. When he's under pressure, he's not good. And he can't throw the ball down the field and complete anything. I mean, against Ohio State, which is the only team that matters because Penn State does score a lot of points and, uh, you know, and they throw a lot of passing touchdowns. But what they do is they overwhelm um, lesser defenses just with the, their size and strength, basically. Ohio State was a fair fight. And they lost that game. They only scored 12 points. But Aller only threw, he threw eight passes against the Buckeyes that traveled 15 or more yards in the air. He only completed one of those eight passes. And that is normal for the entire season, no matter what the defense. Aller is one of the worst in the country at completion percentage of throws 15 or more yards in the air. Well, that wasn't good enough against Ohio State's defense. It won't be good enough against Michigan's, and I think they're going to get held down. On the other side, Michigan's running attack is not doing as great as it seems. I mean, they're averaging about four yards a carry over the last three weeks. I think Penn State's defense is going to hold them down, too, and I like the under on that one. Then, Arizona State is at UCLA. UCLA's lay is 17, and I don't know why it's not well over 20. UCLA has had their problems on offense, but their defense is still one of the better defenses in the country. Sun Devils don't have anybody left. I mean, they're just out of people. I mean, they've been rotating in their four-string quarterback, and then he doesn't play well. Then their injured third-string quarterback had to go back in while injured. And, you know, this was against Utah. It was just just horrible. Their, their top four offensive tackles are out. They got completely annihilated by Utah, even though they had done well with those injuries, just basically with a bunch of fight and good coaching in the previous run of four games. It all came home to roost against Utah, and the defense of UCLA – is on par with the defense of, of Utah, meaning it's elite. And so I think there's one elite unit on the field, the UCLA defense, one pretty good unit on the field, and that's UCLA's offense, and one unit, one team, Arizona State, that is just absolutely out of people. And I think that UCLA won't have to score a whole lot of points to cover that 17. How they have ever heard the term out of people on an 80-man college football roster but i love it i think it's he's right. meaning out of people that can play exactly <laughs> there you go all right mike tice give us your three best college players all right, i'm gonna stick with kansas number 16 kansas uh, they're gonna play texas tech texas tech uh, you know really battled against oregon 38 30 i know there's uh, the quarterback daniels is out again uh for uh kansas but jason bean has done a nice job filling in for him i'm gonna go with kansas in that particular game uh, I know they're a little banged up up front on defense. Our boy I, Leopold from Wisconsin. Yeah, he's done a nice job. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get into that Michigan uh, and Penn State game too, Trevor, but I'm not going to stick with the under. I like, I like Michigan for a lot of reasons, and one of the reasons is uh, Penn State can't throw the ball deep, as you mentioned, and uh, I think Michigan's going to be too pissed off. So I like Michigan uh, given the points. Uh, I, I tell you, Utah-Washington, that's going to be a great game. Utah has only lost in the state of Oregon or to the state of Oregon. They've lost to Oregon and Oregon State. Uh, they're better at home, I think Utah is. But can you keep up with that that machine that Penix has and those three wide receivers? They're going to have three 
1,000-yard uh, receivers. I can't remember last time that was done. Trevor, you might be able to remember. Uh, so I'm going to go at Washington on that, and those are my three college picks. You got it. All right, guys, I'm going to go um, uh, some dogs today. I'm going to go three underdogs. We're going to bark some dogs. Now, I'm going to start with Missouri against Tennessee. Mizzou played very well last week at Georgia, narrowly losing. But I was very impressed and have been impressed with quarterback Brady Cook for the most part this year. Uh, he's had four games of at least throwing for 340 yards. Tennessee, on the other hand, has some narrow wins. They lost two out of three of their road games. And Mizzou is better than most people think. I think Mizzou wins this game outright. I think they're going to be revved up, fired up, ready to go, and possibly a little bit of a letdown for Tennessee in this contest. Give me the Missouri Tigers in this one. And then I'm going to keep that trend with UCF at Oak State. Oak State was is still sky high from beating Oklahoma in Bedlam last week, uh, their arch rival. And I think this is a really tough spot for them. And Central Florida can move the ball. They're hungry for a bull bid. And I'm still not sold on Oklahoma State and their quarterback situation. I just think this is a really good spot for UCF. And Oak State has that letdown. And we know that UCF can get up and down the field as well. So give me the Golden Knights there. And then finally, I may take a little heat on this one. But I'm just going to go to general logic here, guys. I think this line is out of whack. I'm taking the USC Trojans now up to 16 against Oregon. I understand Oregon is the toast of the Pac-12, but USC still has tons of talent, especially in the offensive side of the ball. Heck, they still have Caleb Williams, who's done everything for this team. They fire their defensive coordinator. I know not much can probably change their schematically, but I just think they're going to see a little bit better of a defensive effort. And USC, with their back against the wall, I think they're going to show up. Too many points here, getting 16. Remember, the Trojan offense have scored 32 in every conference game. No way this game should be this type of a line. I think it'll be close. And here's the big thing, too. Running back Bucky Irving is questionable, and he is the bell cow for Oregon on offense carrying the football. So give me SC plus all those points. Trevor, hit me with the NFL. Yeah, I think it's real quick just to support what you just said. The, the problem with UCLA's defense is not talent. It's that they fight to get to the football instead of fighting to get to their assignment. Too much emphasis yeah. on takeaways and not about gap soundness. With the new defensive coordinators, I'm sure they'll tell the guys, don't worry about the takeaways. Let that come to you. You stay in your gap. And if that happens, it'll be more of a fair fight. All right, NFL. Great point, um, Trevor. Great point. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Giants uh, are at the Cowboys, and Cowboys are laying 17, and that's a college spread. That's a big college spread, but you, you got to take the Cowboys on this one. I mean, Dallas beat them 40 to nothing the first time they played. And the thing about the Giants is that you know they're they're also kind of running out of people as well who can play. Mike, the uh, you know their quarterback Daniel Jones got hurt early in the Raiders game, so they're with that pick, and uh, they're also without their top receiver, who's their tight end. Uh, he's a, a name that some people around Las Vegas, <laughs> I think, will know pretty well, Darren Waller. And, uh, he, uh, but he's on injured reserve. So, you know, the Giants will be starting Tommy DeVito, undrafted rookie out of Syracuse at quarterback. And, and it's hard for me to imagine how they're going to score. I mean, anything. I mean, if they score 10 points, I'd be pretty, pretty, uh, surprised. So I'm taking the Cowboys and laying the points. Colts are playing the Patriots in Germany. Uh, I like the under at 42 and a half. Because the, the Patriots are the second worst scoring team in the league, second to the Giants. Thank you very much. And the, um, 
And really, the, the Patriots bring into this game probably the worst wide receiver core in the league. The Colts may have the worst secondary in the league, so that's going to be an interesting little matchup. I think it's going to add up to uh, the Patriots are going to try to run the ball. We know the Colts are going to try to run the ball, and I, I think that they're going to run the clock down, and I don't think either quarterback is going to be able to get a lot done. Minshew is a turnover machine when his running game isn't working for the Colts. So I'll, I'll take that under. Then the Packers... Uh, Steelers, it's another under I like. It's under 38 and a half. The Packers haven't scored more than 20 since week two. I don't think Jordan Love is going to get well at the Steelers. And the Steelers offense really has been uh, second fiddle to the defense all year. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, and I think it's actually going to be pretty ugly to watch. Take the under. All right. Mike, what do you got? Well, I got uh, my old Seahawks at home against the Washington Commanders. Washington's given the ball away 14 times. They're both about the same in red zone scoring, red zone defense. But I, I think I like the Seahawks at home this week. I look for the quarterback to bounce back. Uh, I take the Seahawks in that particular game. And then I had to pick the Ravens against the Brownies. Uh, Ravens are the number one in scoring defense, number six in scoring. The only thing they're dead doing wrong is they have nine fumbles. But the Browns, 17 giveaways this season. They, they just can't. And I don't think the quarterback is uh, what he used to be. And right now, anyone that has to go against Lamar Jackson is not going to look great. I'm taking the Ravens in that particular game at home. And my pick of the week, I talked about earlier, I love the Steelers this week. I really do. I think they're going to beat up on Green Bay in, in Pittsburgh. They've created 16 turnovers this year, and I think there's a bucket full more coming again this week. All right. That's a Viking guy picking against the Packers. you got to <laughs> love that, don't you? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Cincinnati in Houston. Uh, the Bengals are really rolling right now. We know they've got injuries at wide receiver. T. Higgins is out. Don't know uh, if Jamar Chase is going to play, but I'm still going to back the Bengals in this one. This team knows what it's like to play meaningful football in November, and Houston doesn't. C.J. Stroud, hey, he can come back to earth a little bit for me here. I know he's been fantastic. And Houston's comeback win against Tampa Bay, mm, that was something else, but I look for a little bit of a letdown. Let's remember, this is the same Houston Texan team that nearly lost last week. This is the same Houston Texas team, Texas team that lost to Carolina earlier. They lost to the Atlanta Falcons, and they lost to Indianapolis. They're going to lose to Cincinnati. No question about it. It's just a matter of how much. And then my best game of the week, I'm going right back with San Francisco after the bye week. They're laying three against Jacksonville. It's a short line for the Super Bowl contender. I know they've lost three in a row. They're going to snap out of this thing. They are regrouped. They're starting to get healthy. Great spot for San Francisco. Finally, Buffalo and Denver. I'm expecting a big bounce back game from the Buffalo Bills. I'm still not sold on Denver. Uh, home game, Monday night football. I believe Josh Allen is going to learn from his mistakes, play some mistake-free football against the Broncos defense, and I think Buffalo is going away. We're going to finally see that team that saw against the Ravens a couple of earlier. So give me the Bills. I'm going to lay seven at home. I don't think that is asking too much against this team. Bets, they're up on the website. Go check it out. Not only ours, but our professional handicappers as well, Scott Spritzer, Marco D'Angelo. You'll be the intern. He's up there as well, and we appreciate that. Trev, appreciate you, brother. Have a great weekend and uh, your ESPN radio gig, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. There All he right, is, Trev. Trevor Match. Mike, 
Luke, always great to have you here, man. we got to have you here before uh, you take off again another three or four weeks. Yeah, you got it. Anytime. I love it. I love coming down. You here. got it. All right. And uh, i got to feel we'll be eating some food after F1, too. Yep. Let's go, baby. Let's yeah, go. I'm Good. in, baby. Appreciate you, man. All right, bud. All right. My man, Mike Tice, in the house here. I want to thank Jay Cornegay, Trevor Manich for joining us as well. Nunchuck back in the studio. And, again, if you miss any part of this show, the past shows, go check it all up. The best bets are up there if you want to uh, cover it all weekend. Uh, we've been doing an exceptional job again, our crew here. So go check all that out. Our three best college plays, three best NFL plays. And, of course, the great interviews up there. Listen to the interview from with Lincoln Kennedy a couple days ago. Great stuff as we talk about the Raiders-Jets game on Sunday. Get out UNLV tonight against Wyoming at Allegiant Stadium. And then Sunday, Raiders and the Jets Sunday night football on the national stage. Looking forward to being out there. Of course, we'll recap all of that and talk about that on Monday's show. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. T.C. Martin saying so long, and we'll talk to you Monday at 2.